This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. And welcome to episode 351 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only podcast that says... If it was 40 below and that button met the difference between a long, satisfying life and a cold, horrible death from hypothermia, I still wouldn't give you the satisfaction. Nice. Skate. Nice. Yes. I figure I'd quote one of the most romantic movies that I enjoy, The Cutting Edge. Right. <laughs> How are you today, sir? Yeah. It's a bad question to ask right now. Yeah. Everything's topsy-turvy. Right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Sir. Thanks. Did, did, did you you and your loved ones do anything special today? No. No. <laughs> no. We eat chili. Well, nothing says love like chili in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. No, we're having our dinner on Sunday, I yeah. think. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. You know, little flowers, candy action. Yeah. It's, we're not, we don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. Yeah, me and Nancy really don't either. Nothing huge, you know. Yeah. I did get her some gifts. I went, um, I went, I went to Barnes and Noble yesterday. Uh huh. Because I thought I'm, you know, I want to get her something nice, and they, I mean, Barnes and Noble's is pricey, it's like, especially with like, like, well, with everything. Yeah. They're expensive, but like you can usually find a good selection of shit and some oddball stuff, like especially like the Funkos and stuff that you don't find out other places. Uh huh. So I thought to myself, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to go looking for, you know, see what I can find there. And I found, like, right off the bat, I found, like, a three-pack of droids from Star Wars. It was R2, DO, and yeah. BB-8. Yeah, yeah. Like, as a three-pack. Well, I mean, that's, like, right up at Nancy's house. She, <coughs> she loves shit like that. Sure. So I'm like, oh, this is, I mean, I looked at the price. I'm like, oh, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these aren't Walmart prices. <laughs> you know, but, um, but then I'm walking over, and I see this display. And in the middle of the display, there was a Funko Pop. It's from the band Duran Duran, and it's Andy Taylor. Nice. Now, Andy Taylor is Nancy's favorite member of the band. Yeah. She loves Andy Taylor. Okay. Like, when we got to see them in concert, she was so excited because it, it was the original lineup. Yeah. Which included Andy Taylor. Because... He had left the band for a while, and this is like the tour he came back for. So right, when right. we saw them, it was like she got to see Andy Taylor. All right. So I'm walking over, and I see his display, and I see this Funko of Andy Taylor. And I just pointed at it, and out loud, without even thinking, said, Is that Andy fucking Taylor? <laughs> In the middle of Barnes & Noble. Yeah. 
needless to say, everybody in the store is now staring at me. Because, like, I said it, like, rather loudly. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I think, honestly, I can't go, I think there was a dude over, like, in the, like, a kiosk in the middle of the store that was online with, like, corporate or something. Uh-huh. And, like, that, like, suddenly went quiet as everybody's staring at me. And I'm looking around going, it's Andy fucking Taylor. <laughs> you know? And I'm, I'm standing in the middle, like, I grabbed it. And I'm like, okay, this is a, this is a surefire win. You know, this, this is the gift of gifts. Yeah. You know, first, she loves Funkos, but two, she loves Duran Duran, but three, she loves Andy Taylor. Yeah. You know, and I'm looking around like, okay, this is phenomenal. I need, just need one more thing to round this out, and I'm looking at the other Funkos. Like, I'm just standing in the middle of Barnes Noble, and I just hold up the Andy Taylor Funko like I was fucking Belloc in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Nice. Like, you know, and all the Indians are bowing around, and they're like, none of you are as worthy as Andy fucking Taylor. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's like, I found she loves lazy eggs. I got her a lazy egg, and that was that. Like, you know, but it's like this moment of like, like pure divinity that like it was like, I, and like people have asked me like, well, were there other Duran Duran ones? I, I have no fucking clue. All I saw was Andy Taylor. Yeah, right. And that's all I needed to see. Yeah, yeah. Like they could have had the rest of the fucking bander. I wasn't spending money on the rest. Um, maybe Simon Le Bon, but yeah. I, Andy Taylor was the gift of gifts, and. The best part was I gave it to her last night, you know, and she opened up the bag and, you know, she's like, oh, look at this, this little lazy egg and he's, he's wearing bacon as a poncho. And I mean, you know, and she's just into it. And then she sees the, you know, she opened up the droids and she sees the droids. Oh, this is so cool. I love it. I'm like, this is nothing. This yeah, is yeah. fucking nothing. Wait, wait till you open that last one. And she opened that last one and it's the Andy Taylor. And she damn near blew a gasket. Really? Yeah. Like it was like, the. I wish I had recorded it. Because she she screamed out loud. Like, the only thing that could have made it better is she went, it's Andy fucking Taylor. Like, that would be the only right. thing that made that, that whole thing better. But it was, it was, like, I was so happy. Like, she's ec- ecstatic. Like, she can't right, believe right. that I got her, you know, she's posting pictures of it on Facebook. And people are like, who the fuck is this? You know. All right, all right. Whatever. But she's happy. And then... Then last night we had a discussion. It was odd, but hey, we all done. You've had a song that's stuck in your head. Yeah, yeah. And I had a song that stuck in my head yesterday, and it was driving me insane. I was humming it, I was singing it, but I couldn't. I don't know the name of it, and it was driving me in fucking sane. And I'm telling myself, well, it's a Steely Dan song. Uh-huh. And so all you gotta do is just look up Steely Dan's Greatest Hits, and you'll find the song pretty easy. You know exactly what you're looking for, and that'll be that. So when I went to my, my lunch, I spent my entire lunch trying to find this song. Okay. And it wasn't on any Steely Dan album. Like I'm googling it. I'm you know I'm doing all this shit, and I'm just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Why can I not find this song? And I'm going insane. Yeah. I'm just going insane. Cause like at this point, like it's like it's so entrenched in my head. I've got to fucking hear it. You know what I mean? Mm. And um. So finally, like I asked somebody else, I'm like, I'm trying to find this song. And I know it's a Steely Dan song, and the woman's name's Sherry. And she works with me, and she's a couple seats down. She's a little bit older than me. Lovely woman. And I'm telling her, I'm like, you know, it's, it, I, I know the fucking song. I just, I can't find it. It's driving me insane. Uh, so I, I hum, her, hum it to her a little bit, and she's like, okay, th- that song's not by Steely Dan. 
it's my boss Gags. Okay. Right, okay. This is the song. The chorus is where I got hung up on. This is the chorus of where I was. First off, great fucking song. Yeah. Embarrassed I didn't know it was Boss Gags. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? But like, that, 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 that chorus was stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. That, that whole, one for the road. I'm just killing Like I'm like humming it, and I'm like singing it. All fucking, it. finally I got to listen to the song and got it out of my head. But anyway, so, get through that. And so I go on and tell Nancy this story. Yeah. And I'm regaling it to her. And she's looking at me like I'm like I've got like two fucking heads all of a sudden. Sure. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, Steely Dan. <laughs> you like Steely Dan? Okay. I'm like, I mean, I'm not a huge fan, but you know, good music. Yeah. You know, Ricky, don't lose that number. Peg. You know, I mean, there's some good stuff there. It, quality music, got kind of a jazzy feel to it. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh-huh. You know, I like it. But I'm, I'm not gonna go out my way to listen to it. But you know, if it's on, I'm. I'm right there. Yeah, yeah. You know? And uh, she's, like, shaking her head. And then I'm telling her, like, well, but it wasn't a Steely Dan song. It Boss Gags. She's like, well, I've never heard this song before. So I had the, the Google Hub pulled up. Yeah. And she's listening to it. And she gets to the chorus. And she's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, what? She's like, this is a song that was stuck in your head. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's a good song. She's like, one, I've never heard this song before in my life. And two, I never want to hear this song again in my life. I'm like, wow. I am shocked by this because this is quality music in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I'm not a huge Boss Skaggs fan, but Lido Shuffle's a damn fine song. Yeah, yeah. You know, and worthy of being stuck in your head. I wasn't like, it wasn't driving me insane like having an ABBA song stuck in my head would. No, no, no. This is quality music. And she was just like, no, no, I, I don't get it. <laughs> but she lets it play off. She turns the volume up. She lets it play off. Right. And then, like, the next song Google plays, because it just starts shuffling songs that are similar to Boss Gags. Yeah, yeah. Is Jefferson Starship Miracles. <laughs> nice. You know. And she gets about halfway through that. She's like, what the fuck are we listening to? All right. Like, it's, it's Jefferson Starship. She's like, yeah, hey, Google, stop. <laughs> you know, and she shut that shit down. She's like, that, that I'm like, how, I, okay, I get it. I guess the Jefferson Starship wasn't their best stuff. Miracles isn't that great of a song. You know, it's right. a, it's AM gold, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm expecting to find it in a James Gunn movie at some point, you know, but I was just shocked. I, I, fine, you don't like the music, that's fine, but I can't believe she's never heard that song before. Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah. But it's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's been a long time. How that song got stuck in my head, I don't know. I haven't heard that song in years. Right, right. You know, but it was like, just like, right there in my head, like for no fucking reason. And I was just like, wow, man. 
And when I, I mean, and when I finally got it, I was like so relieved. Right. You right. know, not not just because like it's like why can't I find this fucking song? I can't. It's driving me insane that I can't find it. That was the problem. Right. You know, and when I finally like, oh, it's Boss Gags, and, and and you can see where my confusion. But it sounds a little, a little steely Danish. Yeah. You know, but still, <laughs> that that's my oddball stories of the week. <coughs> that's what I've been up to. <laughs> nice. Yeah. How about you, sir? Any, any, you up to anything? Got rage tickets. Did you? Oh, yeah. I've, the, 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 the world has been full of memes today about how much rage tickets are. Well, they were a little expensive, but they weren't outrageous. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the anti-capitalism ban, and you're dropping. Well, People should need to look into the fact that a yeah. lot of that is going to charity. Yeah, I know. But like probably seventy-five yeah. to eighty percent of those tickets are going to charity. Yeah. So, like, I can care. That less. Are, that is a tax write-off. Yeah. Like, I don't care myself. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not a rage fan. Right. You know, like this. Just, like there are actually seats that you can buy that yeah. all go to charity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that a lot of the ticket sales for the race show yeah. is a charity based yeah thing. Um, but yeah, some of the prices were outrageous. Like floor seats, come on. Yeah, uh, they were like four seventy or something like that. Yeah, but um, I think ours were like one twenty five a piece. Yeah. Metallica was 130, yeah. and you know that shit isn't going to charity. Yeah. I can tell you that oh, right yeah. now. Where, where are they playing at, though? PPG. Okay. Because I also saw the Stones tickets went on sale. What were the Stones price? I have no idea. I, I, I didn't look because I'm not going. But I think, I think they're... Probably more than Rages. I'm sure they are. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not going to deny that for a second. But, I mean, that's been the Stones' MO for... 30 fucking years, you know. It's yeah, going yeah. to charge you an outrageous price to see the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's like, it was like one of those things where like, I, I didn't want to look because I know I can't afford it. And also it's like, I don't want to see the Stones. <laughs> you know, like I don't want to see the 70 year old Mick Jagger up on stage. You know. I want to see Rage. Do you? Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I respect that. I mean, you know. So, I mean, there's a lot of bands that come and go, and yeah. I don't go to. Right. And everybody else goes to, but there's two shows that I want to go to this year, and one's Rage, and probably the other's Disturbed. Yeah. <clears throat> and if I can get to those shows, then yeah. I'll be a happy camper. And yeah. people are like, you don't want to go see Motley Crue? And da, 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 da. No, not really. Not in a stadium, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I Yeah. And I, I'm not gonna, you know, those tickets were like 200. Yeah, or some shit like that. Yeah, because I put Crew, Def Leppard, and and Poison, and Joan Jett, and Joan Jett. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's a good show. I'm not saying that it's not a good show. No, it's not. It, I'm gonna tell you now, it's not a good show. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, oh, well, Crew will be a good show for me. Like, I mean, I love all four of those performers. I honestly do. Yeah, I'm just at a point like. When I saw Def Leppard at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last year at mm-hmm. that performance, I'm like, 
boy, they're looking ragged. <laughs> yeah. It might be time for the boys to hang it up. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I'm just, I, I think Rage, I, I give the pass to because their heyday wasn't that long ago. You right, know what I mean? Right, right, Crude, Def Leppard, and Poison, their heyday was that long ago. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I love the music. I still love the music. The music holds up to me. Right. But I'm at a point where I don't want to see you live. Right, okay. You know, I get I, that. Yeah, so, like, these people who are, like, going ballistic over, like, I can't wait for this show. I'm like, do you really want to see, you know, right. these guys in spandex and... <laughs> Sweating their asses off in the in a, in a September. Day. I don't know. I've heard Def Leppard still sounds pretty good. Oh, fuck, I, I saw Leopard. I want to say it was two thousand two, uh-huh. two thousand three. I can't remember. I I went with our cousin Jane. We were gonna see Def Leppard. Great show. It's an amazing show. They played all. I mean, played everything I wanted to hear. You know, they didn't fuck around with like, hey, this is our new album. Like they played like two songs, and like the rest of it was like, you know. Yeah, we're just gonna go back to play everything that you love. Yeah, you know, great. That's the, that's what that's what a show like this should be. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, but like, I, I just, I mean, and I've discussed it before, and I, you know, I'm just, I'm at a point where, like, you know, for the most part, most bands as they get older don't get better. There's only one band I've seen that when they got older they got better, and that was Rush. Yeah. <laughs> You know that the Rush concert I saw with you, even though the, the seats were a thousand times better, the performance was a thousand times better too yeah. than when I saw him in 1991. Yeah, you know what I mean. And the 1991 show was amazing as well. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But I mean, it's just it's one of those things where like, like me and Nancy were talking about it, and and she was talking about bands that she'd like to see, or you know. 80s bands that she'd want to see and like she threw it at me she's like what if you could see Led Zeppelin like right now what if Led Zeppelin announced they were doing a tour with the three original members and Jason Bonham I'm like I would not go I would not want to see that show yeah for two reasons one tickets would be extraordinarily high yeah yeah. you know and two I don't want to see Robert Plant struggle to be Robert Plant yeah you know what I mean no I get that I don't think Rage is going to struggle. No, I, I don't either. I, 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 you know, like I said, I mean, it. Like when I saw when I saw Poison, it was the '90s, the late '90s. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it was far enough from their heyday that they were like, it, it was like a because it, it was like it was Poison was the headliner and it was Cinderella and Dawkins, and I mean it was a hell of a show. But it was far enough away from their heyday that it was like they it was still cool to hear them. Mm. But it was like that that edge of like, okay, like maybe the next time I see you, you're not going to be as good. Right, right. You know what I mean? And it was the same thing with fucking crew. When I saw crew, it was like, I saw on the tour that they hired um, Vince, you know, Vince back. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like that the, the Generation Swine tour. Right, right. And it was like, wow, that was amazing. They'll probably never sound this good again. You know what I mean? Like it was like like they were just on the cusp of becoming old men. Like, right, right. And like I can't even imagine. Like I've seen, I've watched them on TV. Like 
the the Rolling Stones are like <laughs> it just like how how first off they're gonna sell out. I, I can't I can't I think they're I think they're playing playing PNC Park. They're gonna sell out. It's gonna be all these people are gonna go to see the Stones, and it's just like how do you think you're going to get a performance in 2020 that you would have gotten from the Rolling Stones in 1990? Right. You know I mean it's just it's not there. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, Mick still puts on a hell of a show. I'm just at a point where it's like, I'm done. You know? Yeah. I want to remember you the way, I, the way you were. Yeah. You know? Not these skeletal old men struggling to get on stage. You know? <laughs> yeah. Drinking formaldehyde. Yeah. Hmm. Eh, anyway. Yeah, so. But yeah, I, I found it interesting that, like, Rage, the Rage tickets, I mean, and, like, it was one of those tours, like, when it got announced, like, Disturbed as well. Like, when they announced those tours, it was, like, people were just, like, oh, my God, it's happening. Well, Disturbed still tours. Yeah. But, especially, not Ra- far removed. Yeah, R- Rage was just, like, it's happening. And yeah. like, like, a flag went up. You know, <laughs> the beacons from Gondor were lit. <laughs> you know. Well. I'll tell you what, man. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of bands over the years. Yeah. And uh, I don't... I don't know if PPG Paints will be able to hold itself together. I'm just kidding. But when you listen to Rage, like, it changes your religion. Like, if you're really into Rage, I mean, if you're really into them... Yeah. You just want to fucking riot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Or vote for Bernie Sanders, one or the other. Nah, it's more like (laughs) fucking tear some shit up. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, there's a lot of message in their music, you know what I mean? And it's just just fueled with passion. Yeah. You know? It's just, there's something about rage, man. Yeah, anyway. I mean, (laughs) you two is the same thing. And now. In a different way. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, but I mean, like you know, you if you want to talk about like a band that's made their hay with political messages, you know, I point you to Sunday Bloody Sunday, right? You know, but yeah, I, I get it. Like, I mean, and I I know people who who love their music. I mean, you're one of them. I know other people who like you know, people were just like you know, again, like I said, I mean, it was like the the flag was raised, the the the, the beacons were lit, you know. Rage is touring again. I mean, the only thing I can compare it to is, is is if My Chemical Romance got back together. They did. Did they? We're going to that, too. Oh, wow. Jeez. This is a year of reunions? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> How did I miss that on Facebook? No. I don't know either. On <laughs> We should still be talking about that, like, every day. We, st- we got tickets for the uh, second show on... second. Their second show... In actually Jersey. Oh wow! The home show. Yeah. yeah. My home show meeting. Yeah, yeah. Where are they from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I did not know that. I also got Atlantis Morissette tickets. Yeah. Which will be a good show. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah, I, would, yeah. I would. I would hope so. A, a different kind of show. Yeah, it, oh, it is very different. Yeah. But yeah. It sounds like a jam-packed summer of music for you. 
It is. Well, I'll probably be just going to... I'm going to Rage. Yeah. But I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know what else I'll be going to. Yeah. I want to go to My Chemical pretty bad. Yeah. It may not be in the cards. Yeah. But Rage is. So, we'll see. Man, it's pretty... There's more concerts they're going to. Yeah. There's this concert in fucking... I'll have to... I just want to show you. Um, I don't know if you heard about this show. This festival. No, I haven't. I'll tell you now. Cruel, cruel, world, cruel world Fest. Okay. That's the lineups. Wow. Morrissey, Bauhaus, Blondie, Devo, The Psychedelic Furs, Echo the Bunnyman, The Violent Femmes, The Church, English Beat, Public Image, and Gary Newman, Mark Allman, She Wants Revenge, Black... Holy shit. Yeah, Lower Soft Kill. Wow. That's a show. That's the show for you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. I would. So the only thing that nobody could really understand, do you got? It? You got it? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. The only thing that nobody could really understand is like a show like this is like. And Lisa explained to me, it's like, why is the Cure not headlining this show? Yeah. Because I mean, like, I think people would, women would sell their eggs. Yeah. For tickets to the show yeah. if the Cure was headlining, because I mean that's just the perfect. Yeah. That is right. Quote essential right that time or if like if New Order was still touring right you know but I think that um, at least it seems to think that um, the Cure get a tour yeah because they have a new album that's going to be coming out yeah I've heard that too and so it's going to conflict with yeah this do you know what I mean but the funny thing is like a show like that but also Lisa told me that I didn't know this that. Morrissey and the Cure do not. Yeah, they don't get along. Like not at all. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, it's more. And they're Robert waiting for Smith. Morrissey just to drop out. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. He's gonna, that's, that's, he's gonna drop out before yeah. the thing starts. Yeah. <laughs> He'll get fifteen minutes notice. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, inside joke. Yeah. But um, like the funny thing is, like a show like that can only take place in L.A. Yeah. Like, in all honesty, like, it's, like, one of those shows that, like, it's cool. And, like, you and I look at that, at, at that, or me and Lisa look at that, like, holy shit, what a lineup. But the problem is you can't tour with that because, like, in the rest of the country, you're probably going to draw 10 people. Maybe. Like, uh, this is going to sell out. Yeah, it's going to sell out. But it's in L.A. That would work in New York. Right. You know, those are the only two places it would work because there are enough people that could sell out a venue for a, a festival like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you brought that to Pittsburgh, like, no, yeah, no, I, I, like, no joke, like, you'd have, like, three or 4,000 people show up for it. Right. You know what I mean? And that's a shame, but that's just, that's the kind of crowd you draw for, for a show like that, unfortunately. Right. You know, when when Morrissey comes to Pittsburgh, they don't play at PPG Paints. They, they, they're, they're playing at a club. Right. You know, when they go to L.A. or New York, they're, they're playing a stadium. 
Right. You know, that that's the difference. You know, they're they're so it's it is it's it's frustrating sometimes because you talk about like like I mean the thing to remember is like the first time me and Nancy saw Thirty Seconds to Mars, yeah, we saw them in a club, yeah. And this is out their third album. They were an established band. They were going to other places and playing large theaters, large amphitheaters, large you know arenas, you know around the world. They're playing in, in huge venues, but they come to Pittsburgh and they can't sell out a fucking club, right? You know, and it's just it's like one of those weird things where like places like Pittsburgh is just that it takes forever for that type of music to hit, and once it hits, it goes away very quickly. Yeah. You know, like, like you talk, like, say somebody my age, you say, like, hey, would you go see an Echo and the Bunnyman show? And they're like, eh, I don't know. They were okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that, uh, but would you go see Poison? Oh, shit, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the difference. Yeah. You know, and it's a shame because, like, Morrissey, Bauhaus, Echo and the Bunnyman, Blondie, Diva, I, that, I would love to see that show. Yeah. You know. It's a crazy show. Yeah. It is. I it mean, is. I, I mean, I was listening to some Blondie the other day, and I was just like, like it was like I was just in the mood for some Blondie, and then you're listening to it, and because I was playing on Spotify, like you know, it's playing some deeper cuts, and I'm like, you forget how good this shit is. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And tickets weren't actually that bad for that show. I'm sure they weren't. I mean, I think that. Serves me right here. Let's see here. I'm sure like you should like get your, your, your VIP part. tickets are two twenty five. Yeah, um, that's that's not bad. General admission is like one thirty five. Yeah, but that's a lot of bands. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot for the amount of bands you're getting. You know, and I'm, I'm sure like in LA, it's it's probably, you know. Some really cool venue, like you know, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm sure it's like really well set up. Like it wouldn't be like going to see that at fucking Starlink, you know. Right. That's the difference. Also. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Definitely a cool show. Yeah, definitely. Was they were telling me this? This is the year of the. I don't know. Some inter- anniversary mark of. The Cure's, um, what is it, Disintegration? Yeah. Is that what it is? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So that's a big deal. No. It's something, it's something that's like new I've noticed that like bands are marking the anniversary of an album. Uh-huh. Like I saw Nickelback is touring this year. <laughs> and it's like, like it's celebrating the anniversary of like their, I think it was their third album, which is like really like their biggest album. All right. Like fifteen years ago, this album changed the world. I'm like, really? Like, no, not really, but it's a really good fucking album, you know. Yeah. And, but and so they're touring and they're gonna play the entire album, and then after that, the rest of their greatest hits. But that album is taking press, and I'm like, that's kind of cool, but nah, I'm not paying to see that, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I've seen Nickelback three times. So that's enough. All right, all right, you know. <laughs> One of those times I didn't know who the fuck they were even. Right. I was I was there to see fucking the Clarks. 
Nice. Well, that was it. Was a it was a great show because it was it was Nickelback was the opening act, then the Clarks, and then Three Doors Down. Oh yeah. And Three Doors Down had just been like they had just hit it with like Kryptonite. Yeah. Like they weren't all that well known either. Right. So Nickelback comes out and everybody's kind of like, yeah, cool. Play how you remind me. Yeah. Okay, get off the stage. <laughs> you know, that was it. Mm. The Clarks came out. They played for an hour. Mm. The Clarks came out, and the place goes nuts. And for those who don't know, the Clarks are just a local band. They're, they're, they're a cool band if you dig their style of music and stuff like that. But it, they're local. That's, and they come out, and the place just goes nuts for an hour. Right. Like you would have thought, this is the greatest rock and roll band in the world. If yeah. you were judging by this, the the crowd reaction to this show. And eight, out comes three doors down. I was like, I just played Kryptonite. I want to beat traffic. <laughs> right. you know? And like even the band was like, yeah, I see how you guys are. Hit it up for the hometown boys, and nothing left for us. Like that's right. Yeah, I just played Kryptonite. I want to go home. All right. <laughs> you know? It's funny. Yeah, it, it was. It was like the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen. But man, the place rocked for the Clarks. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, people like the Clarks. They do. Nice. Anyway. Anyway. What you got? Oh, well, let's see here. Uh. Do, 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 do. Jumping the old show proper here. Yeah. As I, uh, so I, I found this interesting. This is like the epitome of like clickbait horse shit, but I clicked on it and it made me laugh. So Pamela Anderson. Okay. She of Baywatch and I'll Get Naked for Money Fame. Yeah. Um, got married to uh, John Peters. Okay. He of Kevin Smith, Superman story fame. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So apparently, they had known each other for a very long time. Back back in the the nineties, they apparently had a a fleeting relationship. Um, but then somehow, some way, they got married recently. <laughs> And 12 days later, filed for divorce. Wow. The film producer, 74, told Page Six on Monday that Anderson, 52, had actually proposed to him over text. Needs to say that when she texted me that she wanted to get married, it was kind of a dream come true, even though I was engaged with someone else and the la- that lady was moving in. Peters told the outlet, like, holy fuck, dude. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, is Pamela Anderson, like, well past her prime? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't care how good of a person she is. Is Pamela Anderson well past her prime? <laughs> you know? He also alleges that Anderson married him to pay off her debts. Wow. I dropped everything for Pam, he claimed, to page six. She almost she had almost two hundred thousand dollars in bills and no way to pay it, so I paid it, and this is the thanks I get. There's no fool like an old fool. 
In response to Peter's allegations, a rep for Anderson told People Magazine, these claims are not only entirely fabricated, they are ludicrous. Despite Mr. Peter's uh, securious and ongoing efforts to elicit a response from Miss Anderson, she has no comment to provide and hopes he is well. Um, Anderson announced to The Hollywood Reporter on February 1st that she and Peters had split less than two weeks after their secret wedding. A source had since told people that the two had not yet filled out the legal paperwork for a marriage certificate after their January 20th nuptials. An insider also previously told people that Anderson decided to call off the marriage because she just needed to take a step back. While they had known each other for more than 30 years, they had never lived together. Living with someone, you truly get to know them. Pam's romantic, but she's also very independent. And all this moved a bit fast, so they agreed to put it off. <laughs> On Friday, Anderson exclusively told people that the pair remain friends. Like, I get, like, okay, like John, John Peters is known for two things. He was Barbara Streisand's hairdresser, and he somehow wiggled his way into being a producer on movies, one of which included the Superman franchise. Okay. Okay. And, like, I get it. Like, there was a time where, like, being able to say, I was married to Pamela Anderson meant something. Yeah. Like, those days have long since passed. <laughs> right. You know, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I, there's no nostalgia. No, there, there, there is none with Pam. Like, she's had first off, she's had so much fucking work done. She doesn't even look like Pamela Anderson anymore. Right. You know, and it's like Melanie Griffith. No yeah, exactly. Yes, like, this is this is not something you want to see at night. Yeah. Like, I can see where, like, after 12 days, he he was probably like, you know what, honey, I need to get the fuck out of this. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. leave the light off. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we get some blackout curtains in here? <laughs> right. Is that your lip on the floor? <laughs> oh, it's no. It's around. No. Uh, whoa. <laughs> and whoa. You know. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's like, and I'm not even like going to say like, I mean, there are women who have aged gracefully in her Pamela Anderson's age that look phenomenal. You know. Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston. 51. Looks phenomenal. Yeah. You know, Brad Pitt was checking that out saying, eh, I might want to take that back. <laughs> you know? But Pamela Anderson is not one of those people. And who and who? I can't, I can't imagine, like, I cannot imagine, like, having, like, an ex-girlfriend text me one day and be like, you want to hook up? <laughs> like, honestly, like, I can't. Like, it, it, it's one of those things that I can never imagine happening. Right. Like, and then on, on top of it, if it did happen, me going, let's visit that version of crazy again. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a reason shit doesn't work out. Yeah. You know? It, it, there, there's a reason. There's a reason why you end up being with somebody for X amount of years. There's a reason why you left somebody 20 years ago. Yeah. There's a reason why somebody left you 30 years ago. You know, it it makes sense when you look back at it. Right, right. But, so no, I cannot imagine, like, having, like, somebody from my past, like, suddenly reach out to me and say, you know what? 
I think would work out well now. Let's give it another go. Yeah, yeah. I've learned a lot. I, no, no. No. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Let, let's just move in together right now. Like, okay, are you homeless at the moment? <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, how desperate do you think I am? <laughs> yeah. You know. It's funny. It is to me. Like, I, it, it, and it's like, I get, like, 74-year-old guy was probably like, oh, shit. I saw the Tommy Lee video. <laughs> Let me get some of that. Yeah. You know. Funny. Yeah, no. No, you're getting the 75 Pinto now, my friend. Yeah. You yeah. can't live up to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's the other side of it. It was a Tommy Lee video. <laughs> All you saw was his third drumstick. <laughs> Jesus. It was a baby's arm. <laughs> Holding an apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tommy Lee was halfway across the boat honking the horn. Yeah, he you was. Know, he was. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, indeed. Man. Oh, that is nuts. It is. I, I just... It's one of those things I just... It makes me laugh because it's like, it's like, it's like such a Hollywood thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's the only thing. Like, and it, so like, I, I don't know. I, I just, I look at it and I, I giggle because it is, it's like, well, that shit only happens in Hollywood. Like, in, in real life, people don't do that. Right. You know? So, if anybody knows real life people that did that, like, I, sometimes I wonder about Thad. <laughs> you know? It was the platypus, like, you know, some sort of mail order bride. <laughs> right. You know. So, here, here's... Here's an interesting concept I want to I pose to you. That the Marvel Cinematic Universe produces blockbusters, but not stars. Okay. Okay. Now, this is... You know, Robert Downey Jr. just recently had Doolittle yeah. come out that was a monumental flop. Yeah. And it looked awful. It did. Yeah. You know, period piece or not, it looked really fucking bad. Yeah. You know. But the, the, the article I'm looking at, and this is from Slash Film, like, they posed a question of... It, it, is the Marvel Cinematic Universe basically become plug and play? Okay. Where you don't need big stars to be in these movies, and these movies don't create big stars. Right. Like, Robert Downey Jr. was not an A list actor when he was cast as Iron Man. Right. You know, Helmsworth's only other big career. Like note was you know he was George Kirk in the first Star Trek movie yeah um and since then he's gone on to do some duds including Men in Black International yeah which also had you know fellow Marvel alum Tessa Thompson with him yeah um like the only one you could like the 
the way I look at it, like the only other guy you could really name is Benedict Cumberbatch, but he was a pretty big star before he was Doctor Strange. Yeah. Like even Chris Pratt, the movies he's put out between Guardians of the Galaxy movies, mm-hmm. like it's hard to say because like, like the first Jurassic World did really well. It was a very good movie. The second one, mm-hmm. pretty fucking awful. Yeah. Um, he did that movie with Scarlett Johansson where they were trapped on the, yeah. the, the spaceship and couldn't go back to sleep. Yeah. That wasn't a great movie and it flopped in the theaters. Yeah. You know, Cumberbatch, like the only thing you can say about him though is he doesn't make movies where he's the, the, the big star. Like, but from between the time he was Doctor Strange and the other Marvel movies, he really hasn't made anything where you say he's the main attraction. Yeah. Like he's been in movies, but he's been there as a side character. Yeah, aside, from, aside from Sherlock. Right. But like Sherlock kind of made him. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What about what's his name? Um, played Hulk. Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. He's well, done some good stuff. Yeah, and I mean he he's he's smart enough to like he sticks to like independent film. Like so so does Chris Evans. Yeah. Like Chris Evans goes very much against type and like is does a lot of independent type stuff. Uh-huh. Where like it's kind of hard to believe that, like like Chris Evans is, like your everyday guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. is a very good movie. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, like you know. And he made, he's Chris Evans has done good movies. You know, he's in Knives Out, but you know he hasn't done anything where like again like maybe smartly where the whole movie rides on him. Yeah, and it's a major blockbuster. Like the movies he's done where he's a main character have been small films, independent films, where he looks just looks kind of out of place because he's so fucking massive. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like it's like he's in this independent film, and he's supposed to be like this down on his luck dad. I'm just thinking to myself, dude, just take off your shirt and walk down the street. Yeah. People will throw money at you. You're gonna get some. Yeah, <laughs> but you know he's trying to play this hard luck dad. You know, right? Shit like that. Like you're just like I'm not buying this for a second. But um, <laughs> but I, I, I so I guess the question becomes like, is this true? Like, is it? Do you think Marvel movies have become almost plug and play? Yeah, in a sense, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. What do you think? I think yes and no. Yeah. Like, I I look at like Black the first Black Panther movie, mm-hmm. and like you know while he's not he's you know he's this, he's the villain. You know, Michael B. Jordan was to us a known commodity, and I think it only made his his star, you know, burn brighter. Yeah, being Killmonger. Yeah. Um. I I look at, but I I I, I like I think the, the 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 big question is Chris Pratt. Uh-huh. Like I get it. Like you you look at Robert Downey Jr. and. The movies he's made between, you know, from the time he started as Iron Man in the past 10 years, none of them have been phenomenally successful. You know, he's done a few smaller films that made money, but for the most part, he hasn't done anything that's like a breakout hit other than the Sherlock Holmes movies. Yeah. Um, you, you look at, 
you know, Helmsworth and, you know, it just hasn't been there either. And you look at some of the other characters, Scarlett Johansson, maybe the, the outlier. But, like, Chris Pratt's a guy that, like, you know, you look at Jurassic World, and that did phenomenally well. Like, he's got another one coming out, like, where, like, it's like a, a military-style movie, and, you know, it, it looked kind of, like, <coughs> what I've read about it, it looks kind of interesting. I'm intrigued to see a, a trailer at some point for this. Uh. Um you know, where he's like he's a leader of a group of commandos, but he was also in like that Magnificent Seven remake, which was really well done. Um, I I, I think Chris Pratt's the guy that like you kind of look at, and you you, you kind of say the Marvel movies may have made a big star out of him. Okay. Because before that, he was the guy from Parks and Rec. Right. You know, don't get me wrong; he probably would have had a career of some type. But maybe not as an action hero. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he would have been like the bumbling sidekick. Yeah, yeah. You know, or something like that. Like, I don't see where Chris Pratt would have been right. major action star right. based upon, you know. Headlining the movie. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, James Gunn put his faith in Chris Pratt to be Star Lord. Chris Pratt paid him off in space by one, getting in the phenomenal shape. Yeah. Like, if you look at, like, Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer in the first couple seasons of Parks and Rec. Yeah. You know, he, he was round. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he was. He yeah. was. I mean, and, you know, he admits it. He worked his ass off because he had he took pride in the fact that I'm going to be in these movies. I need to be in the best shape of my life so that when I take off my shirt, people don't laugh at me. Yeah. That was what he said. Yeah. You know, and, like, when... He's got his shirt off in that first Guardians movie. You're like, shit, fucking Andy Dwyer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, son. You know. The hose down part. Yeah. So, like, so I do wonder, like, with him, like, is it, like, putting him in Guardians, is that going to make, is that made his star rise to a point that he can be that guy that a movie does hang on? Right. You know, I mean, with Jurassic World, you can kind of say that, you know, yeah, he was the one of the two main characters, but in all honesty, I don't remember much about him. I remember more about the dinosaurs. Right. Yeah. You know, because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a Jurassic World movie. Yeah, yeah. The real stars are the dinosaurs. But I also don't think it's just plug and play. Like, I think yeah. you, I, I think you need... Guys who have backgrounds that you can say, like I look at Michael B. Jordan and I look at what he's done in his career before um, Black Panther. Okay, and I, you know, just based on Friday Night Lights, I thought this kid is is an amazing actor. He's going to do some wonderful things. Right, you know, and even like. As bad as that Fantastic Four movie he's in, you know, but he did it because of Josh. He, he knew Josh, Josh Tranky, uh-huh. because they, they did the other movie together that which was really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not that bad in it. It's just it's a shitty fucking movie, right? right. Like he's like the shining. Like uh, there are some bad performances in that movie. He's not one of them. Right. <laughs> he he still brought it, and I mean, you know the first Creed movie was around that time too, and I mean, you know. That's an amazing piece of cinema. <laughs> you know, what, Creed. 
Yeah. All right. So I mean, like, like you knew Michael, like Michael B. Jordan had the background that like he could be Killmonger and bring something serious to it, and like you even look at the guy, and I can't remember his name, so you have to. Yeah. The guy who played the Black Black Panther. Um, I feel awful. I can't remember his name. Um, let me look it up here real quick. Chadwick Boseman. That's his name. You know, I had actually seen him in other stuff. Like, he was in, he was in 42. Okay. Which was, you know, the Jackie Robinson story. Um, sadly, he was in Gods of Egypt. (laughs) It's a bad fucking movie. Yeah, it was bad. Um, but, you know, he was also in, in, in Draft Day. Okay. You know, he, 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 he was one of the players at the Browns draft that year. Okay. And so, like, I, I kind of, like, I had seen a little bit of his work because I'd seen 42, and he's phenomenal in 42 as Jackie Robinson. You know, draft day, he doesn't have a lot to do, but what he does do, he's, again, very good at it. Um, You know, so you, you kind of, like, and I'm not going to judge him on Gods of Egypt. I'm sure he just needed a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, it's, it, it is one of those things where, I, I look at Chadwick Boseman and I say, okay, this guy had some acting chops. Um, I'm bummed out I didn't get to see 21 Bridges. Yeah. You know, I wanted to see that because, again, he looked very good in it. Yeah. And um, it looked like a good movie. Like, I, I was very intrigued to see that and I was bummed out I didn't. So I hope to catch that, in, you know, on on HBO or something because it looked like a an interesting movie I want to watch. Yeah, yeah. And, um... You know, I'm, he's another guy I'm kind of hoping breaks breaks out a bit more. Right. You know, so I, I, I guess the, the, the thing kind of becomes like, do we, as an audience, stereotype these guys? That's why they don't become major stars. Yeah. Maybe. And so because of that, are like blockbusters <coughs> maybe a bad thing for an actor? Because I mean, we we've put all we all we want at Chris Pine. Yeah. We've talked about it a hundred times. Like, why isn't Chris Pine a bigger actor? Right. You know, well, he's, do people just view him as Captain Kirk at this point? No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. But it wouldn't be. I also would not be surprised if people did. Yeah. You know. But what do I know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah now I get it. So it's just it's like this weird thing. Like, can Robert Downey Jr. like make another another big movie? Sherlock. Yeah, I mean, he's supposed to make another Sherlock movie, which I I can't wait for. I'm very intrigued by. But at the same right. time, the other side of that though is like, like what do you expect from Robert Downey Jr. at this point? I guess. Yeah. He's a guy in his fifties, right? Like, and he's never been like, despite the fact that he's playing Iron Man, he's never been an action hero, right? You know what I mean? Like, right. I, he's not a guy who's going to run down the street, you know, Tom Cruise like. Well, he's kind of an action hero in Sherlock. A little bit, yeah, but I mean, like, like Robert Downey Jr.'s fifty-two is a lot different than Tom Cruise's sixty. 
agree. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's weird, right? Yeah. Must be all that Scientology. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. He's getting, he's getting some of the good stuff from uh, old Zemu. <laughs> I think Tom Cruise is a xenomorph. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I'm telling you, that, that dude is like just harvesting like the souls of people to make to <laughs> keep them young. It's, <coughs> it's ridiculous. It is. I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you look at the cast of Top Gun, the original Top Gun. You know, Val Kilmer. Yeah, take Iceman. Yeah, and and then like you look at Kelly McGillis. Oh. You know, and then you look at Tom Cruise, who doesn't, who looks younger now than he did then. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, like what the fuck, Tom. I don't believe me. Yeah. It's weird. But the, but getting back to the original question, like, what do you expect from a Robert Downey Jr. movie at this point? Like, do you, do you expect him to be an action hero, or do you expect him to go back to, like, being a character actor? Because I think that's what he was best at. Like, the, the good thing about being Iron Man is he was in a suit, so he didn't have to be the action hero. And when he acted, when like, what you needed from him, he was able to deliver as a great character actor. Right. Yeah. True. You know what I mean? Does he go back to that? Uh, yeah. Did they inflate his bubble too much to where he thinks he, that he... You know what I mean? Right. I don't know. But he was the face of the Avengers. I mean, like... Yeah. It's the, it's the weird thing of, like... The guy who was probably one of the least physical... Of all the movies, because so much of what he could... What he did was behind an iron suit that you could just have somebody CGI for him. Right, right. You know, like, where, like, the other guys, like, like Pratt and Evans and, and Helmsworth, like, take took great pride in, like... Getting ripped. Getting ripped, but then, like, like being there, like, doing a lot of their own stunts. Yeah. Where Donnie was like, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're paying someone with a lot of money to do that for me. Green's great. Yeah. Here, just take my head, take a picture of my head, and put it on that person's body. We'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, oddly, you know. Well, that was similar to Ruffalo, too. He was not a ripped guy. No. No. He was like a normal dude. Yeah. <laughs> Which makes him a great Bruce Banner. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, on top of his acting skills. I mean, again, it was what you needed for Bru- from Ruffalo was his acting skills. Yeah. As, as Banner, especially in, like, the first Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you didn't need a ripped guy. We'll just create that guy in, in post. <laughs> you know? Right, right. But, um... Like, I just find it odd. Like, I don't know what to expect from Robert Downey Jr. Like, and and, like... You know, Doolittle was such a flop. Right. Like, I didn't see it, so I can't comment on whether how how good or bad it was. But just based upon the trailers, it looked really fucking awful. Yeah. You know, and like I, so I don't know what I would expect from Robert Downey Jr. going forward, though. You know, it's like it's that odd thing of like. You know, I, I I think I'd much rather see him like do like a small independent movie, right? You know, something where he could just act, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd you know good. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
Maybe that's his route, you know? Maybe. Wow. Like, do a Shane Black movie, like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang again. Yeah, yeah. You know, something like along those lines and kind of get back to just acting. Yeah, yeah. I would like that. Yeah. Because when he did that, he was phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, but he was phenomenal as Iron Man, too, because he could just act for the most part. He wasn't, you know, I mean, they went out of their way to take the suit away from him. Yeah. At his request. Yeah, yeah. Like, in the first movie, he actually wore the fucking suit. Yeah. You know, it was designed by um, Stan Winston. Uh-huh. You know, and, like, it's funny, like, that suit, because it was so practical, was far more believable than what I see, like, I mean, I you know, with the, like, Endgame. Right. You know, because it's so CGI and it looks cartoony because now it's clinging to his muscles more where, like, the other suit looked so mechanical because it was real. Right, right. You know. Wow. It's one of those interesting things where the evolution of that just kind of, like, the closer it came to looking like a comic book version of the suit, the more unrealistic it looked. Right, right. You know? Yeah. That's that's it. That's all I got. That's it. Yeah. Actually, no. Did you see... I wanted to ask you this. Did you see the trailer for the new Wes Anderson movie? Yes. What'd you think? I'm curious. I I watched it. Um, I'm interested. Are you? Yeah, I'm interested in anything he does. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I found it interesting. Like People were bitching online that it felt like a Wes Anderson movie. Jesus, people just bitch to bitch. I think so. Like that made like that people comment bitched makes at Shiloh for on stage at the Oscars. What was that all about? Like, I don't know. Like I didn't watch. So that movie, the Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. It was like up last year. I don't know if it won independent. I, I don't remember, but yeah. it did win something. And uh, yeah, so there was all that and. The guy has Down syndrome, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. they presented an award. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. Right. And Shiloh was kind of standing behind him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. And I thought what he was doing was, like, taking his time with him and not rushing him and letting him get through right. what he had to read. Yeah. You know? And I think he chuckled a couple times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, But it wasn't like... Chuckling as and laughing at him. It right. was just, you know, it was. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was really good with him. Right. It was a really grown up thing, like something that, you know, you don't actually expect from him. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I thought it was kind of like a. I thought it was like a, actually a really good moment. Yeah. You know, like yeah. something that should be, you know. Applauded. I agree. I, yeah. I think it was just, it was kind of heartwarming in, yeah. a, in a sense. And he was kind of helping him. He'd lean in and, you know, yeah. help him a little bit. And yeah, people said, "Oh, he's laughing at him. He's he's making fun of the Down syndrome kid." Da da da. I mean, like, what is, what the fuck is wrong with people? Yeah. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. But it's the same thing as the Wes Anderson. It looks too much like a. Of course, it looks like a Wes Anderson movie. What do you expect it to look like? It's Wes Anderson. Have you ever watched a Wes Anderson movie? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Even Fantastic Fox. It's a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. And it's a fucking claymation thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't get it. I, I think people are just like, 
over the edge. Like hypersensitive on like a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Do you know what like, I mean? Either you like it or you don't. Yeah. If you don't like Wes Anderson, fine. Don't like Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. Don't sit there and fucking troll the fucking hell out of it. Like, it, it, like it's fucking so stupid. People are so dumb. The thing it made me think of, and you're gonna laugh at this comparison, but it made me think of Kevin Smith and Tyler Perry. Yeah. And the reason I say this, it's like there are people who love Wes Anderson movies. You know what I mean? Like, right. like any, like like you, like any time a Wes Anderson movie comes out, no, no matter what, you are going to check it out because yeah. you are such a fan of his his. More of work. my family than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Kevin Smith is the same way. Like, if a Kevin Smith movie comes out, I am right there. I am ready to watch it. Right. You know, no matter how bad it is. I mean, I sat through fucking yoga hosers. You know. Yes, I did. That bad fucking movie, but I sat through it because it had Kevin Smith. Right. You know, he directed it, and he was in it. And, you know, it's an hour and a half of my life. I'll never get back, but I forgive him, you know. And when, you know, like Reboot came out, like everybody's like, oh, it's just him cashing in on the view of And, you know, clearly he needs money and blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it, it's, it's just a rehash of shit we've already seen. And it's like, that's all Kevin Smith movies have ever been. They've all been about nostalgia in one way or another. Right. You know. Yeah. Starting in, in with Clerks. Clerks is a nostalgic film in, in many, many ways. Right, right. You know. And it, it that, that theme runs right on through all of his movies for the most part. Right. You know. And it's one of those things where it's like, so like either you get it or you don't. If you don't, shut the fuck up. And I feel the same way about Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry has, like, this group of people. He makes movies for, like, $3 million. It's him in drag. No matter how bad it is, the same people are going to show up for it because they love Tyler Perry. Yeah. And God bless Tyler Perry for having the wherewithal to know his audience. Right. And to participate with his audience and give his audience (laughs) what they want. Like, I have... I will never say a bad thing about Tyler Perry. Like, I don't like his movies. They're not my thing. But the people who love him, God bless them. Yeah. You know? And Tyler Perry has made money catering to his audience. Yeah. Kevin Smith has made money catering to his audience. Wes Anderson has made money catering to his audience. The only difference between those three gentlemen is Wes Anderson movies usually end up being nominated for Academy Awards. The other two guys don't. Right. You know, that's the difference. Like, Wes Anderson movies, like, are usually hailed as pieces of cinematic art. Kevin Smith has dick and fart jokes, and Tyler Perry has Medea. <laughs> right. You know, but all three of them cater to the audience that they know are going to come out and see their movies. Right. You know, and I, I don't have a problem with that. Like, yeah, I watched the trailer, and as I'm watching, I'm thinking to myself, man, this looks a lot like any other Wes Anderson movie. Well, probably because it's written and directed by Wes Anderson. That makes sense. <laughs> you know, like, you know. Right. I'm not going to watch it because it didn't intrigue me, but it looked like something like I thought to myself, like, I'll bet Ian's has seen this trailer and he is fucking in love with this movie. Yeah, I'm ready to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, like, you look at it as anybody. I mean, and it if looked- you look at a Tim Burton movie, you know it's a Tim Burton movie. Yeah. Or a... Uh, um- Del Toro movie. Yeah. 
You know. Yeah. Not Del Toro. Um, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Yeah. You know. You know it's him. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, the, the, I mean, you have a style. Like, I mean, if I watch a Scorsese movie, it looks like a Scorsese movie. Yeah. I mean, they all have a style. Don't get you're right. Um, you know, I think there are some directors who do a better job of kind of mixing up that style a little bit, making it look a little fresh. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, like J.J. Abrams is always and forever going to have lens flare. Yeah. I'm going to watch a J.J. Abrams movie, and no matter if it's Star Wars or if it's something else, there's going to be at some point some sort of lens flare. He loves lens flare. Yeah. You know, and he'll find a way to work it in no matter what. Yeah. You know, good for him. But, like, it, it's just it's one of those things, like, when I watched the trailer for the Wes Anderson movie, I think it's called The French Directive. Yeah. And, like, I'm watching it, and it, like, it felt like, like, Wes Anderson's version of Four Rooms. Yeah. Like, it's four little stories told, like, four short stories told over a, a long a long-form film. Yeah. You know, and the, 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 the thing holding it all together is Bill Murray as the editor-in-chief of this magazine. <laughs> right. You know. And it's going to be quirky, and it's going to be odd, and people will love it. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Sure. They'll, they'll hail it as a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah. But I just, I saw that. I wanted to get your opinion because I know what a fan you are. And I thought. Yeah, I'm ready yeah. to watch it, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love the movies. Yeah. I know you do. So. Yeah, I'm excited. Anyway. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. All right, man. All right. No mailbag today because we're recording on Friday. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Nancy's having my parents and my sister and her children over for dinner tomorrow. Ooh. Yeah, it should be, uh, it's going to be interesting. <laughs> That'd be all right. I, it's just, it's weird. It's because this is like the first dinner we're having at our house. Yeah. You know, and it's just going to be weird because I've, like, when I lived in the apartment, I never did anything like that. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, since we've lived there, like Nancy's had people over, but it's never been like a, a dinner. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're having a dinner. She's invest. you know, she's making all sorts of stuff and there's going to be appetizers. There's dessert. I mean, she's going all the fuck out, hmm. you know? And, um, you know, and with my parents, with Tracy, the kids, you know. It's gonna be very interesting. Yeah, you'll be. Right. I think if it was just my parents. It'd be one thing, but with with, with the kids, the kids, I, w- I worry about because, like, you know, Jordan, he can get bored. Yeah. You know, I hope we bring his pad. We'll tap him into the Wi-Fi. That should keep him satisfied. <laughs> you know, yeah. with with Maya, Maya will probably want to sit with the adults, and you know, she's that age where she thinks she's can hang out with them and get involved in the conversation. Yeah. You know, me and my dad will go watch an XFL game. Nice. You know. <laughs> the old man will probably be like, why don't you hand me that remote control? And the next thing I know, we're watching Fox News. <laughs> yeah. You know. Dad. The fuck? Right. Start scrolling through the guide trying to find gun smoke. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Not gun smoke. What was the other one? 
I don't know. I don't know either. The one, one had Michael Landon on it. Oh, Little House? No, not Little House. The one with, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, fuck. Oh, I can't believe I can't remember the name of that show. Yeah, eh, whatever. Being with a B. Blazing Saddle. No, <laughs> yeah, Blazing Saddle. The greatest cowboy movie ever made. Bonanza. Bonanza, yes. Bonanza. That's what like. There's a Bonanza marathon on. <laughs> Encore West. Let's watch that. <laughs> yeah. Here, let's turn on Disney Plus, Dad. Let me show you this. There you go. Watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. All right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us. Um... You can send us an email, uh, like our super fans usually do. That email address is pittsburghnerd at yahoo.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search Pittsburgh Nerd. We're very easy to find. And lastly, um, you also find we are a member of a number of different podcasting networks. Uh, you can find us on the Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. Uh, just give them a Google search. You'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, I want to thank you, dear listener, for checking us out each and every week. We can't thank you enough, and uh, we certainly do appreciate the time you spend with us. We do. We do. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened. Peace.